You will notice that every episode of Monkeys Took My Jetpack contains an explicit tag, meaning there may be language which would be unsuitable for work or for children. This time, we mean it. You've been warned. Coming up on Monkeys Took My Jetpack. The heroes are members of Team Liberty, a group of super-powered individuals dedicated to peace and democracy. Flying robots, have you ever heard anything so ridiculous? Can I count on you to serve your country? Let's take them out America style. That's the easiest way, right? Can't find any flaws in that logic. Fort my plan, I dare you! Who designed you to be such a jerk? Okay, the game is afoot. They don't call me the Sherlock Holmes of the West for nothing. No, they don't. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thank you for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 93. This time around, we're going to be playing from a game called Hero Force, which includes several superhero scenarios for the 1PG system from Deep 7 Press, and we did have a lot of fun with it, but we also had some frustrations, and I thought about not posting this at all because of those frustrations, but then I thought, you know, we had a lot of fun. And it's an honest thing. Sometimes you go to play through a scenario and it just so happens that the way you made... I mean, this was a one-shot. And we made character choices that didn't necessarily work so well with the scenario choices. That's all that really happened in retrospect. It's from Deep 7 Press. I have a lot of respect for Deep 7 Press. They came out with the whole 1PG line, which I highly recommend, even though this scenario didn't go as well as it could have. And to find out... Why I say that, you have to keep listening. But but I I love the 1PG line. I love Santa's soldiers. I love the Blood Island stuff that we've done on this and the Gutter Skypes. The Gutter Skypes. I love Airship Daedalus. You can't get much better in pulp than Airship Daedalus, whether you're talking about the audio dramas they put out or the comics or the novels or, hey, the role-playing game, which I'm sure we're going to play at some point. Now, I can't say it's the best pulp game, but that's mainly because I am incredibly biased toward Spirit of the Century, since that's the game that took me out of a many-year hiatus in gaming. So that gets my number one spot for best pulp game ever. I mean, Gutter Skypes started from us wanting to play that game, and we keep coming back to it. But having said all that, Airship Daedalus is a great game, and great media. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Airship Daedalus, but do check that out. I'm going to put the Deep 7 publisher page from DriveThru in the show notes, so you can check that out, and there's all kinds of fun stuff to be had. So do not, in any way, take my grumblings, and yeah, I'll say it because I got the explicit thing in here, bitchings about some stuff that went on with this scenario. Don't take that to be a slight against Deep 7. Deep 7 is awesome. That's all I wanted to say. Now we can get on with the damn game. Uh, Cast, it's yours truly, Blind Geek as the Game Master, and Zophor, and Dirk. And I'm not going to go into who they're playing because that comes into play in the session itself. We start in the middle of character creation. So let's start in the middle of character creation. Without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy 
Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 93, Better Dead Than Red. Okay, this is our 1PG Hero Force Super Adventure one-shot for March 21st, 2021. And we're doing character creation, which means most of this part of the game session is going to be cut. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, well, I'm a, I'm a mentalist construct. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm like vision or something. Yep. That's yeah, all right. I like that. Ooh. I am apparently an alien gadgeteer. <laughs> nice. Maybe you build him. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that way when the villains say, get ready to meet your maker, you can say, he's my sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, I rolled a three for brains, so mine worked out. There you go. Yeah, he just didn't give me his money. Well, <laughs> apparently I am prone to panic. I've got a cool of two. Okay. Well, depending on how well your guts is, it might not be too bad. My guts is four. Yeah, so as long as you roll lower than your guts, your cool is unchanged. Oh, okay. Four is two plus. Ooh, I can min-max. Cool. <laughs> you can <laughs> so take minus one on some stuff to get extra. There you go. And then 1d6 plus 10 for blood is pretty straightforward. Basically hit points. And, uh, well, I'll wait till you guys are there. Well, no, you're, we're kind of going all over the place. Do you want to do anything about your fame, or do you want to leave it at zero? doesn't or, matter, guys. We can want to be new new superheroes. That's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with zero. Okay. Okay, so on the superhero table, you've got the hero type and the origins table. Right. After the hero type, it gives you a plus one to something. I took that as plus one to all those things. So under Gadgeteer, it says plus one to technical knowledge, science, and then it says Gadgeteer power. I write Gadgeteer under superpowers, and I just make up what that means as we go? Nope. There are tables that you guys aren't privy to on that page, Ah. and there are lists of powers, or you can roll them randomly. Oh, I see. Okay. I tell you, man, when I was playing this the last time, which was several years ago. I wasn't playing this particular game, but it was using this system. And we had been playing Quags, and it was throwing me off because when you're opposing each other in Quags, you use the uh, number you rolled as your degree of success. And in this one, you use your margin of success as your degree of success. And I kept screwing that up. <laughs> yeah, you add the stat and the skill, and you try to roll below it on a 1d6. So if somebody rolled a 4, and their skill was six, I was thinking their degree of success was four when it was actually two, because the difference between four and six is two. But it was just funny how I was like, God dang it, I, you get used to doing things a certain way, and then it changes on you. <laughs> My character is a alien gadgeteer. Does okay. anyone have a problem if I call him the Great Gizmo? I don't. Just make sure we don't get him wet. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of... Uh, he was an alien in the Flintstones. Oh, wait. That was Gazoo. Oh. Oh. Well, then I'm good. 
I thought maybe you were thinking of Gizmo Duck. No. Oh. No, I was thinking of Gazoo. Okay. I thought it was Gizmo. Cool. Let's see. I'm a mentalist construct, and I'll be the positronic man. You could also be the great Gizmo. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I see what you did there. (laughs) I like positronic man, though. Let's see. I rolled 2d6 times 100 for starting cash. Yeah, I probably should have just sent you the game because I forgot. The equipment list is not in here. I hate shopping, though. Yeah, me too. Can I be four feet, 13 inches? No, but you can, can be, I five, be foot five one. Can I be 5'1"? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to mess with the hit location because I just don't care. And why should you? I don't know. Oh, here we go. Play order is based on the Guile stat. Higher Beautiful. First. That makes me so happy. <laughs> I got a one. <laughs> well, all right, then. Come on, where in the hell is the power thing? There's weapons, we don't care. <laughs> Superpowers in Hero Force are grouped into seven specific types and one universal type called power categories. With the exception of gadgeteers and vigilantes, all superhero player characters must make a brains plus control check in order for their powers to manifest. And in some cases, this also serves as the attack role, as is the case with blasters. Your superhero may possess a number of powers slash gadgets slash weapons equal to his brains plus control, which is referred to as the power level pool. For example, Captain Defender has brains three and control two for a power level pool of five. How your hero's power level pool points are spent is described in each separate category. And these are open-ended, allowing you to specify exactly what your powers do. For those who want or need a more concrete list of powers for their heroes, page 7 contains a full list of superpowers for several of the categories listed below. You should feel free to add to or modify them as you see fit, but be sure to run your new superpower concepts past the ref before proceeding. Yes, yes. How many pages is your one page? I think it's about 13 because it includes a bunch of scenarios, but the rules all fit on one page. This is where, to me, they kind of cheat in this game. Yeah, they cheat. <laughs> it, but in, all, in other 1PG games, the rules do all fit on one page. It's just in this one, they had to factor in superpowers. Because yeah, uh, you said page seven, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> There's probably a lasers and feelings-based superhero game that fits on one page. <laughs> Let's see. Universal. Heroes of any type can take powers that fall under this category. And like those listed below are open-ended, allowing you to specify exactly what the power does. The only caveat to this... It's in cowls. Okay, sorry. ...is that no universal power may mimic the effects of any other power category. Uh, Your ref will help determine the associated power level. Oh, thanks. (laughs) In general, offensive powers should cause no more than 15 points of damage, and defensive powers should grant no more than 10 AV worth of protection. Other abilities, such as X-ray vision or flight, for instance, should be approached with caution by the ref and have some built-in weakness. Can't see through lead, can only fly when wearing cape, etc. Using flight as an example, at level 1, the hero can hover up to might times 10 meters in height 
at level two, he can fly at subsonic speeds within the atmosphere. And at level three, he can fly at supersonic speeds and is capable of leaving the atmosphere. But you're not. Okay. Sometimes these rules light games piss me off. <laughs> I don't like super crunchy games, but I'm noticing in a lot of rules light supers games that I've been so excited to find. It's like, oh, just figure it out. Thank you. That is helpful. I They've got to make it rules light somehow. Well, yeah, but that's kind of cheating again. To me, choosing not to deal with something is not making it rules light. <laughs> it's just putting it in the lap of the poor game master to figure out what the hell you're supposed to do. Okay, let me get to Gadgeteer. We know you have that power. We can deal with Positronic Man in a second. There we go, Gadgeteer. These are men and women of science, or those who have a lot of money, who use their understanding of mechanical, electrical, and computer systems to battle evil and protect innocent civilians. The single most important aspect to the Gadgeteer is his power armor, a suit that... What if you don't want to have a... Okay. <laughs> a suit with mechanical and electronic mechanisms designed to augment the wearer's abilities when worn. So you're Iron Man, whether you want to be or not. Okay. <laughs> you're just alien Iron Man. Oh, I see. I guess they have for vigilante is another. That's what Batman would be. And they have different rules. for oh. this utility. I don't know. These typically include an exoskeleton and physical augmentation, internal life support for hostile environments, weapons and targeting systems, and transportation mechanisms that would allow the wearer to fly, etc. The AV of your power armor is purchased by spending points from the power level pool, which, if I remember correctly, is brains plus control. Yes. And is equal to 10 multiplied by a maximum cap. What? What? You just said it's... Why did I agree to play us through this game? This is... <laughs> it said except for gadgeteers, okay. the power level pool is. Okay. AV of your power armor is purchased by spending points from the power level pool and is equal to 10 multiplied by a maximum cap of three points from the power level pool. Okay, so oh. you're, I gotcha. You're spending up to three points from your power level pool to determine what your power armor is going to be so it could be as high as 30 jesus i thought they said earlier they didn't want you having (laughs) (laughs) so power level one armor is armor value 10 and costs one point power level two armor is worth av20 and costs two points power level yeah i can do this math guys i don't need you to this is power level three armor is worth av30 and costs three points like universal powers you and your ref should work together on the specifics of your gadgets and power armor remembering to weigh their respective power levels with associated benefits i don't want to have to just balance this shit on i mean we can i suppose Gadgeteers may not choose powers from the universal category. They pretty much are a power from the universal category. (laughs) And then we have the superpowers list. For those of you who prefer a bit more direct, sounds like me, directions in terms of what powers are available to the different hero types, below is a complete list of superpowers for each power category. Simply note your total power level pool and choose powers from the list below, subtracting the appropriate points 
from your pool as you proceed. Okay, so this clears something up for me. I was thinking, are you using what you're left with to make attacks? No, I think it's brains plus control or whatever it is for attacking, and that's just your normal attribute scores. But this brains plus control power level pool is the number of points you have to spend on this stuff. So do we want to just hand wave it or do we want to use this list? Ah, here we go. More gadgeteer powers. So if we want to use the list, the gadgeteer can construct almost any item, tool, or conveyance, adding those features desired to his suit from the following list. Be creative, but always consult the referee for final approval. Yes, yes. I figured we'd be done with character creation by now, damn it. Augmentations. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go through here and let me know what you want to... Augmentation, armor plating, flight. Yes, please. Okay. Power level one equals brains times a thousand feet. Power level two is atmospheric. Power level three is space capable. Passenger capacity. Power level one <laughs> is brains in passengers. Power level two is brains times two in passengers. Power level three. Take a wild guess. Um, atmospheric. Brains, no, we're talking about yeah, number of passenger. <laughs> Brains times three passenger. Speed, power level one is guile times 100, damn, miles per hour. Oh. Power level two is guile times uh, 200? 250 miles, miles per oh. hour. And power level three is guile times 500, 500 miles per hour. But the power levels come out of my power pool, which only has four points, which I have to use up to three just for the damn power armor, right? Well, if you, if you, well, now this is where you have to make some decisions. You have to use up to three. You could use one for your power armor and only have AV10. And then if you wanted to have a power level two flight, you'd still have one more, um, one more point left to do something with. All right. Now I, I only want power level one flight because I don't think I need more than three passengers yet. Okay. Um, so you can have an integrated weapon. Power level 1 is 10 damage, power level 2 is 20, and power level 3 is 30 damage. I do want an integrated weapon. I'm going to just put it at 1 until I hear other options. That's the last That's... one. Oh, oh, so it's just augmentation, armor, speed, flight, and weapon. Well, speed is part of flight. Oh! It's oh. how fast you fly. Okay. And I know this because the powers are all capitalized and speed is not but i did not read augmentations because i was just skimming through here to try to see what your options were so let me get back up there thank you sorry dirk we're almost done we'll be with you in just a second sorry dirk adds one to any skill per power level purchased be sure to note what form the augmentation hardware takes so can I buy two points of augmentation to increase my control by two? To increase <laughs> I was my... thinking the same thing. <laughs> Thereby increasing your power. Yeah. Pool. I would say yes. And it just means that you've got targeting computers and stuff in there. Well, I'm sorry. I'm making your character for you. Shut up, Eric. I'm just, that's a suggestion. That's not a hard, fast. I, just, I, I like that. Though. I'm trying to understand Thank it you. myself by thinking aloud. And if it sounds like I'm telling you how to make your character, I'm not. You are not. It really actually doesn't change much, except it gives me a three in control. So when I have to do those checks, I've got the six total. So what I have is my armor is level one. So okay. just 10. Right. I've got flight level two because speed. 
I've got weapon level one, and I've augmented my control by two. Okay. And that's by means of a targeting computer. That sounds like a British butler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, have, you have a Jarvis. Okay, power level two is atmospheric, so yeah, you just can't do space flight. Now, Dirk, we're on to you. We've got mentalist powers. Mental powers. Mentalist powers here. I'm going to bookmark this for future reference. Go. Mentalists have a wide range of powers that vary from causing direct damage to an opponent to more defensive abilities. Uh, I can't even say this friggin' word. Oh, yes, I can. Clairsentience. It just looked more complex. Allows the hero to see or hear objects or sounds from a distance at power level one. Well, okay. Do we care about that? Or should we move on? Move on for now. Okay. Yeah, we can come back to it. Mental Blast allows the hero to mentally stun his opponent. The target suffers a minus one penalty to all actions at power level one, a minus two penalty at power level two, and a minus three penalty to power level three. Uh, Mind Control. At power level one, the hero may issue basic commands to a controlled opponent. Drop your weapon. At power level two, he may issue more advanced commands. These are not the droids you're looking... No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't say it. Guard this door and attack anyone who walks through. And at power level three, still more advanced commands. Guard this door and attack anyone who walks through, except for me and my teammates. (laughs) I was wrong. The powers aren't in caps. I still think speed was regarding flight, though. Teleport. The hero can teleport himself up to 10 kilometers at power level one, a hundred kilometers at power level two, and a thousand kilometers at power level three. And those are the mentalist powers. Yeah, so I get one of those now or how many No, you have your power level pool that you get by adding your brains and control. control. Okay. So that's five. If you want a power at level one, you take one point from your power level pool. Uh if you want it at level two, you take two if you want power level. And you can have as long as you got points for it, you can have as many of those powers at whatever level you can afford. All right. Well, let's take level one blast, level three mind control, and level one teleport. Okay. Damn. Who's who's sidekick here? <laughs> no, I'm Okay. And I think that completes y'all's characters. Because we got all the powers figured out. That was actually pretty easy once you read everything to us. Yeah, well. It looked more complex when I was reading it. Although I do still have $700 and nothing to spend it on, but I don't care. I don't I care. I was just going to say, I, I, <laughs> you can have whatever you need. I don't care. I hate shopping, <laughs> and I certainly don't want to be presiding over shopping for a one-shot. He's spending okay. all on booze. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the interwebs, home of everything. Would you like to try the new Fruityoti Slusho? Uh, what do you want? A podcast? What kind of podcast? Give me one with affable hosts talking about geeky things they do. I want one with geek-related news. Anything else? Let me see. How about a podcast with sometimes interesting topics or celebrity interviews? Yeah, uh, let me have the one with the fitness tips, the one that talks about patio books, maybe the one that talks about upcoming cons. If you want all of that, why not get a combo? You have something that has all of that? I wouldn't offer it if we didn't. Is that possible? Is that legal? <gasps> you want this weekly from geekradiodaily.com. What's that? 
a running gag. So what is this Sweekly? It's the Sometimes Weekly podcast with stealth geeks who talk about their week, geek news, and it features looks at patio books, fit club, and con updates. I don't know. One of the hosts is a woman. Oh, really? With a sexy voice. So, Geek Radio Daily has forums for geek talks, an active Facebook and Twitter page, and the award non-winning Sometimes Weekly podcast. All this and more at geekradiodaily.com. got my drink i've got my scenario better dead than red got my dice my god i almost want to read this premise even though it does kind of contain spoilers but i love the way it reads the heroes are members of team liberty a group of super-powered individuals dedicated to peace and democracy in this scenario the group will have to deal with more than they bargained for when they're faced with the might of the Red Menace, his group of robotic Soviet super soldiers, and the threat of a stolen nuclear warhead. Okay, are we ready? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. As we open, you are enjoying some downtime at your headquarters, Eagle Point. I was going to say, what kind of downtime are you engaged in? But we are pressed for time, so we're going to just cut to the chase here. When an emergency call arrives, it's your liaison to the Pentagon, General Frank Granite. How are you, boys? I'm good. Well, it seems that strange robots are attacking Fort Glendover. It's an army base in Kansas, and we need you to check it out, because to make matters worse, all of our weapons seem useless against these bastards. Now, I would love to have your assistance in combating the attack. Can I count on you to serve your country? What do you think, posse? (laughs) This is my posse. It seems logical. Okay. Now, you have several options, or a couple options at your disposal. You can either use one of the Liberty Jets to fly down there, or hell, you can just fly, because you can take him with you, can't you? Yes, I can. That seems the easiest way, right? Absolutely. I don't like relying on other people for transportation, because then you got to wait till they're done doing what they're doing, and if they don't want to leave when you want to leave, it's just... Not worth it. And they may not put a meal on the flight, and then you're <laughs> hungry. I mean, it's less than a 10-minute flight, but that's beside the point. They could show a cartoon, an Animaniacs short or something, but no, you never know what they're going to do. Okay, so uh, you are flying down there. All right. Uh, and it takes you... I would say your speed is at least comparable to that of a jet. I thought one was 100, two was 250 through 500. You would be correct. And you got one? No, you got, I got two. got two. So, so, okay, it's a little slower than a jet. Actually, it's a lot slower than a jet, but okay. So, I'll take the scenic crew. Yeah, we'll say uh, it gets you about 20 minutes to get there. So anyway, so you, you arrive on the scene. It is quite a mess. You've got soldiers that are panicking. There are vehicles burning and sporadic gunfire, which, of course, is harmlessly bouncing off the invaders. That's all that you can see. The robots appear humanoid, but have large, sloping forearms like those of a gorilla. And as you arrive, a large group of the robots are busy opening the hatch to a missile silo. Looks like our top priority is keeping them away from the missiles or saving lives. Well, it is my understanding that these soldiers are doing their duty for their country, and we should stop the theft of the missile. Okay, so as you head toward the missile, you see four of the robots rising up wearing jet boots. 
to meet you in the sky. Flying robots. Have you ever heard anything so ridiculous, Positronic Man? You said that would cost too much. <laughs> it is a strain. Plus all the space it would take up. It's really not worth it. Well, let's go get him. I've never met a robot I couldn't beat. Okay, oh, I'm an insensitive me. jerk. <laughs> Except me. <laughs> okay, now uh, let me get a blank thing here so I can keep track of initiative and such. All right, here we go. All right. Okay, there, Guile is one. I know one of you has Guile of one. I have three. Nice. Gizmo and the robots have the same guile. And I can't remember how to resolve ties, so we're going to roll an opposed six-sider and whoever... There. I got a six. Okay, I got a two. Okay, and there are four of them. I'm going to, just to be annoying, treat them as a group, which means you guys take your shots and then y'all get hammered. <laughs> I mean... Uh, so annoying. I don't remember how my mind control three... What did that get me? Was that um, multiples or when I control one individual very well? Mind control. Do robots have that is, minds? Okay. At power level one, the hero may issue basic commands to a controlled opponent. Level two and three just increase the complexity of the command. So it is a controlled opponent. So at level three, I'm able to tell one of them, shut off your jet so he'll crash down on the ground. You issue that command we're not even going to get into whether or not the detail junkie in me says wait they're robots why would mind control work on them i don't care <laughs> i'm a robot i know how to control robots. oh that's right you are but okay then there we go see ask a silly question i forgot you're a robot that's right i, I made him very lifelike just being silly okay so yeah you tell him to shut his jets off he um my God, do they even get a chance? It does not say they get a chance to resist. Oh, wait. Yes, they do. You do a test with Guile plus Control, and he resists with Brains. Yep. All right. Let's see. So Guile plus Control for you and Brains, which he failed. So I'm not even going to make you roll. Well, I guess I should in case you fail your roll as well, then nothing happens here. But Well, um, I'm, all I need all I need is a, a six or under, and I rolled a five. He needed to roll a two or under, and he rolled a six. So he just is like, okay. And, <laughs> and his jets immediately shut off, and he tumbles down. Soldiers duck out of the way as he crashes to the ground. There's a small explosion. That's the last of Mr. Robot. Okay, that's one down. And now it is Gizmo's turn. Well done, by the way. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. good work. Don't ever do that to me. <laughs> Actually, I programmed you so you wouldn't. Well, I removed that programming early. And <laughs> I'm going to use my laser blasters that shoot out of my eyes so I'm not 100% Iron Man. And it's cool to take out a robot. Okay. It's weapon level one. Do I use shooting? That's a very good question, actually. Where are my rules? There we go. With the exception of gadgeteers and vigilantes, all superhero player characters must make a brains plus control check in order for their powers to manifest. And in some cases, this also serves as the attack role, as is the case with blasters. Didn't that say except for gadgeteers? It did say except for gadgeteers. I love being an exception. So what the hell do gadgeteers do? <sighs> Maybe you do use shooting. Fair enough. My shooting was a four, and I got a three. Okay, that's margin of one to succeed. And the robot 
doesn't even have athletics. Athletics is under what stat? Might. Okay. So again, he has to roll a two or these guys are not going to take you long now that we know what we're doing. And again, they rolled a six. So a six always fails in any case. And in this case, it does. So he gets uh, how much damage does your thing do? Ten? Yeah. Okay. Now he does have armor value eight. So he takes two points of damage. And now it is the robots' turn to attack. He's going to shoot his laser at you. So you evade with athletics, and he is shooting. He has to get three or under, and he got a four, so he misses. Is that me, you, or how's the Tronic Man, you? Uh, You, you. Okay. (laughs) Because you shot at him, so he's shooting back. That's fair. Uh, Another one is shooting at Posse. Can I use my superpower to defend if I just teleport? Well, you might not need to. Um, <laughs> True. Well, you might need to. And I oh. will say sure. What the hell? So brains plus control for that. Okay. You're doing a nightcrawler thing, huh? Where you just go yeah. back when you're like right out of the way. Ooh, oh, that's five. I just equaled my. Okay. Well, he equaled his as well. So ties go to the defender. It's a very close call, though. You feel the yeah. heat of the lasers. Which leaves one robot left to do something. I'm going to do a roll. One to three, he attacks Posse. Four to six, he attacks Gizmo. And it was a six, so he shoots at Gizmo. And he, ooh, one is always a success, and six is always a failure. So he hit you. Uh, well, wait, but I rolled a one on my athletics to defend. <laughs> or to dodge, right? Well, shit, I don't know if you get to defend on a critical success. Oh, okay. It doesn't say, but that's okay. the equivalent. Um, you know what? I'm fine with not succeeding. I, okay. I've got armor. I'm cool. Yeah, so he gives you nine points. I think your armor is ten, so these are bouncing off you anyway. Yep. Next, we're in round two, and the initiative order stays the same. So, Posse. There were still robots trying to break into the thing, or did all of them come up? Mm-mm. These guys are just intercepting you while right. the others are still trying to do what they're so trying to do. So when I teleported, I wanted to teleport down to where they're breaking in. Oh, Okay, so you're going over to the missile yeah. silo. All right, so, there are a bunch of robots over there. They, you are vastly outnumbered, I should let you know. Now, not all the robots are over there, but a lot of them are. Okay, yeah. so when you teleported, you teleported there. So what do you want to do this round? I tell one of them to fire his jets and return home. Okay, and with his guile of... All right, he failed. And I just succeeded with a four. Okay, he turns tail and runs back the other way. Gizmo, it is your attack. You've got three robots left. The only one from the four, yeah, you damaged one, and then the other one was crashed. There were four to start with, so yeah, now there are three. I'll go ahead and shoot at the one I just damaged, and I'm going to use my... This is just flavor talk, but I'm going to use my targeting computer to... Aim at the exact point that I hit him before. Ooh. Oh, it doesn't matter. I rolled a six. So apparently he turned his back. Yep. He evaded. He rolled a one. Hey, uh, Positron, man. I thought I asked you to calibrate this thing. <laughs> I calibrated it for my use. <laughs> Your human brain is less efficient. You are. T- <sighs> Who designed you to be such a jerk? They're going to shoot. One of them hits you. Uh, another one of them hit. They all three 
hit you, but it bounces harmlessly <laughs> off of your armor. This is okay. We are in the next round. Wait, don't they get a turn? Well, yeah, that's true. We didn't talk about what's going on in Posse's neck of the woods. Okay. Several of them shoot at you. Okay, that one missed. That one hit. And that one missed. So you took nine points of damage if you have any armor. Oh, so I don't get a dodge. Oh, yes, you do. Two of them already missed. One of them had a natural one, so he hit. Oh, the natural one. Yeah. Well, and that's a ruling I'm making. I mean, it says a one always succeeds and a six always fails. It does not say that in combat, but if you're going to have a rule like that, what's the point of having a critical success if it... I mean, we can have you evade and just say one in combat is a normal success with just a very high... I mean, their margin of success is two. Uh, so if you have a less margin of success... Well, yeah, their margin of success is to two. My margin of success is four. So my one would be better than their one, right? Okay, so you evade the shot. Unfortunately, doing the evading distracts you, but you see a robot taking off and shrinking into the distance quickly with something in its gorilla-like arms, and it is out of sight, or it vanishes out of sight. And therefore out of mind. Once that is noticed by the robots, they all turn and start converging on you. (laughs) Except for the three that are still up there with Giz. And now we are in our next round and you are up. What do you want to do? I want to teleport onto the back of the one that just took off. Uh, But you can't see him. Yeah. Is this part of the scenario that they have to get away? Well, I'm trying not to run it like they have to, but... (laughs) Yes, but that's poorly written scenario. Okay. Well, no, you can. No, no, I mean you can try to stop it, but even if it wasn't that way, I wouldn't. You can't see it. You don't know which way it. Well, but uh, it it, it does this and gets away. And why were we even here if we had no chance? Well, there is that. (laughs) So you could fight robots that can't. (laughs) It's introducing us to the story, and um. Getting us used to the combat system. Better ways to do it. I don't know. Okay, just just no, taking away player player agency. All uh, right. Yeah, it's a one shot. It does flat out say, "Let the robot get away with warhead while the heroes destroy the ones running interference." So I'm just doing what I'm told. Yeah, okay, it's badly written uh, scenario. <laughs> I won't dispute that. And as if we need further iteration, despite the destruction of many robots, the heroes should fail to stop the theft of the bomb. At any rate, there's a live nuclear warhead somewhere in the U.S., and the army is understandably worried. General Granite is on the- Team Liberty. Find this warhead and make sure no crazy mad scientist or other costume weirdo nukes a major population center. Excuse me? <laughs> what? Um, do you want to maybe pick more sensitive terminology before you start? I'm sorry. Am I being too politically incorrect for you? (laughs) Precisely. Some of us have feelings, despite being mad scientists and costumed weirdos. (laughs) Uh, Just get it done. You were supposed to stop them, and now he's got a warhead. Click. (laughs) Oh, we were on the phone? No, that was him. Or he just said click. That was... Yeah, he just just said click. Didn't even rate getting chewed out in person. (laughs) 
Man, why did we sign up for this outfit? I don't know. <laughs> some sensors we could follow the trail of the robot. I was thinking that we could use sensors to follow the trail of the nuclear warhead. That, that would work, too. Okay, the okay. game is afoot. All right, so maybe at the Eagle Point headquarters, you have sensors that could possibly track a nuclear warhead. Were you thinking of something in your armor or thinking of trying to create something? I was thinking of either something that was built into Positronic Man or something that I could create. Well, go ahead and make a brains. What skills does brains have? Control, general knowledge, sciences, and technical knowledge. Well, not technical knowledge. We know you have the know-how. Actually, no. Roll guile. What skills are under guile? Awareness, con, diplomacy, piloting, stealth, and thievery. Well, this is not quite what it was designed for, but we're (laughs) going to roll guile plus awareness to see if you had the wherewithal to put a sensor to detect a nuclear warhead in his armor. I like it, especially because guile is my lowest ability. So we're only against a three, and I got a five. Okay, so you did not think... Hey, Positronic Man, whip out your nuclear sensor and get started tracking that bomb. That was one of those that you had on the to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. I am going to get around to that one these days. I promise. Despondent and frustrated, you head back to Eagle Point headquarters. And who should call you but General Granite? And he says, we've just received a message from the Red Menace. And no, I'm not being metaphorical. That's what he says his name is. (laughs) He's from the Soviet Union. He broadcast an ultimatum to us. He wants us to surrender immediately to the Soviet Union or he will detonate the warhead in New York City, killing millions of innocent civilians. Did you manage to triangulate the location that the signal came from? As he's, well, yes, we, we, (laughs) greetings, heroes. I am the Red Menace. I'm going to... (laughs) You, your government will surrender or I will kill millions of people and you cannot stop me. <laughs> Thwart my plan. Thwart my plan. I dare you. <laughs> what the um, hell was that? Are you there? Can you hear me? We can hear you. The Red Menace just asked if we would kindly thwart his plan. Well, I- I'd kind of like you to do that too, actually. <laughs> Detente. We're in agreement between the two sides on the boarding. <laughs> Unfortunately, the signal cut out before he could give us the location. Fortunately, you triangulated the location so you can give us directions. Uh, well, yeah, that would be that would be really nice if we did that, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, look, I'm trace that signal then, since the government of the united states seems unable to well we don't want to let the government of new york know that anything's going on because that'll start a panic the best thing we could suggest is if you get down there i mean how hard can it be to find absolutely the worst thing to do for people (laughs) in danger is let them know that they're in danger (laughs) exactly that's why we don't want the governor to know we figure if you guys do your jobs and get this mopped up quickly enough then there's going to be nothing for them to worry about (laughs) exactly can't find any flaws in that logic. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you. Okay. We've got it narrowed down to New York, Positronic Man. 
any of the boroughs or they weren't that specific i think it just well new york city um oh that's what you mean by any of the boroughs yes <laughs> i mean long islands it's, it's long <laughs> and it's an island i mean we got to start somewhere right manhattan seems the most likely right it's just iconic as you know decadent american and he's the red menace so he hates america's Liberty, so it's at the Statue of Liberty. Excellent okay. deduction. They don't call me the Sherlock Holmes of the West for nothing. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we should get going. Yeah. That's okay, I'll fly this time. I think you flew last time, didn't you? Yeah, for some reason, Buzzatronic Man refuses to fly. <laughs> okay, you fly to New York City, and as you search the city... Suddenly, more robots of the same type you fought in Kansas rise out of the Shea Stadium and attack. But Shea Stadium's in New Jersey. He lied to us. <laughs> Is the Statue of Liberty in New Jersey? No. So you're saying I might have been wrong. But I'm I think we're on he, the right track. I'm saying he lied to us. Well, you can't trust them commies. That's why they're a menace. So let's take him out America style. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, we'll just use the same initiative order we did before, because that's hmm, just to make things interesting. We'll roll to see whether the robots or gizmo go. Sure. I got a four. I got a six. Okay, so this time, Posi, the robots, and you. Well, I will mentally blast one of them to destroy his AI circuitry. Okay, that's going to be brains plus control. We got a margin of two. He got a margin of zero, so you hit him. How much damage does your mental blast do? I don't know. It's level one. Minus one penalty to all actions, which, you know, okay. since his might is two, that's... Oh, God. Okay. The robots attack. There are four in the immediate vicinity. They are shooting two on two. So one of them missed Posse. One of them... Hit and it just—it was a natural one, which since he's the one that was shot at, that's all he could roll to hit. I'll do the dodge thing. Okay. Got a margin of two. Okay, so that didn't do any damage. One hits Gizmo, and the other one also hits Gizmo. So Gizmo's got two. Roll your athletics plus might, or roll against your athletics plus might. Once or twice? I'd say once just uses the same result. That's fair. Okay, I got a six. Okay, they both hit you doing nine nine points of damage against your ten-point armor. <laughs> it's not my fault I picked the best armor. Oh, wait a minute. You didn't pick the best. You actually picked the worst <laughs> armor. But I will say this. The force of the two blasts hitting you does send you off course and rocketing through a wall it still doesn't do you any damage that's going to last because of your armor but it does uh look really cool there's a small pileup of cars that are people watching the battle going on i'm going to shout puzzle shark man i had an idea if we see one of them getting away you should teleport on their back and follow they aren't going away though are they i was going to go to she stadium which i guess is in queen so it is in new york okay um, the metal ones, yeah. am i actually in a position to attack any of them? How far off-kilter did they send me? Not too off-kilter. You're still able to attack this round. Can I 
fly into one at top speed and do a flying punch that looks really cinematic and cool. Absolutely. I add brawling plus might. Yes. Oh, I rolled a one. Hey, nice. Yeah, I just, I'm going to, ah, I feel weird rolling evasion for a critical hit. I just do. Now their armor is eight. What's your might? My might is two. Okay, so you do four. And I'm going to say that because it is a punch that is done at great momentum, not just like wham, it does 10 points of damage. So their armor only shakes off eight. And one of them has now taken two points of damage. So he's down to 11. Plus he's got a dent that's going to be a dickens to pull out. That's right. New round. Posse, you're up. Teleporting to Shea Stadium. Okay. You are at Shea Stadium. Looking for any signs of the villains. You don't see anything obvious. There are a lot of cars parked around, but nothing. You don't see any robots. You don't see. uh, It seems like the robots that were here are already being dealt with. And while you're looking, we go back to Gizmo. He keeps leaving you in the dust, man. (laughs) I've noticed that. (laughs) Well, they can't hurt you, so I'm not worried. (laughs) (laughs) He acts like I'm just another useless robot. One of the robots in his jet boots decides he's going to try to ram you, which I have no rules for, so I'm just making this up as I go. He did roll a one, so he plows into you, um, and he has armor value of eight plus his... So it's ten to ten. God damn it! (laughs) Even with this, he can't hurt you! But he can. The two of you go careening into some neon signs. There's lots of sparkage and colorful destruction as it, nice. as uh, you all tumble to the ground, including the neon sign. Several people jump out of the way and you are left in a tangle of arms, legs, and metal. And the other two robots fire shots at you that I'm not even going to bother to fucking roll for because even <laughs> if they hit, it makes no difference at all. I am so glad I picked the best armor. <laughs> what do you do oh it's my turn again it is your turn am i still kind of entangled with the one guy who jammed yes. into me yes you know what i'm gonna do a point blank laser ice to the robotic face oh nice and with that close contact he failed any evasion effort and i rolled a one all right even if he hadn't you succeeded anyway and uh because it is straight to the eyes I am going to make a ruling that it bypasses his armor. So you do, what is it, 10? Yeah, 10. And he was down to 11, so he is just... Hanging on by a thread. Yep, hanging by a thread. Hell, he's only got... I I will, if you want to do something to take him out completely, I will let you do that to finish off the round because... Frankly, because I'm sick of the stalemate. <laughs> Push him off me into a street light so it impales his backer. There you go. All right. You curl him into the air and he lands on a street light that impales his stomach and wires and the smell of ozone and burning circuitry fills your nostrils as he meets his demise. Now, not knowing this is happening, new round now, you, Positronic Man, are looking around gizmo up i'm gonna say it's gonna take you a round to recover you're just getting to your feet i'm not saying you're necessarily hurt but you were in a big tangle of stuff and sure positronic man you see 
a truck start its engine and start to speed off away from the stadium. And as the semi-truck is leaving the parking lot, uh, you see the top of the trailer. It's a trailer truck. You see the top of the trailer truck opening up and the nose of a missile begins to emerge. Okay. I want to teleport into the back of that truck and I'm looking for the wires leading to the missile that I can rip out to prevent it from launching. Give me a guile plus awareness roll. Uh, two and I needed a four or less. You do see some wires. So yank those things out. Okay. Are you still in the back of the truck? You know, after I've yanked those out, like, okay, it's not launching now. Then I would teleport to the passenger seat of the truck. Oh, okay. The Red Menace, who has no description whatsoever, uh, <laughs> turns and says, What the hell? What are you doing in my truck? Punching you in the face, and I punch him in the face. <laughs> oh! I lo- ask a silly question. He failed any evading he would have done. I succeeded. Okay. Uh, four under five. Okay, so that's might. Might is might three. Damage. Uh, and he is going to blast at you. And he got a one. His blast does 10 damage. Yeah, I know I keep going back and forth on the one thing, but I really just, it just feels weird rolling a critical and not really having any benefit to it. How much blood do you have? Only nine. Oh, shit. So what is he blasting me with? It's one of his powers. It's an energy blast. So blast me out the door and well, smoking yeah. heap on the, <laughs> on the asphalt. And the truck speeds off with him so far having no idea that the uh, weapon has been defused. Meanwhile, I'm just going to wrap this up because there's no... Eventually, I'd wear them down. Yeah, you'd wear them down and you guys would slam each other into a lot. There's a, so yeah, eventually you come to, and I'm assuming you would teleport back to see how he's doing. And you see a huge mess of robot parts and, and destruction of all kinds. There's cars in pieces. You won the fight, but there is definitely a lot of property destruction <laughs> in your wake. That's how I get things done. <laughs> uh, so then Gizmo defeats these robots, comes looking for me, finds the truck, and takes out Red oh, Menace. Oh, that's true. We could do that. Yes. After you defeat these guys, yeah, I'm assuming you would wonder where the hell your buddy is. You fly around doing a reconnoiter, and you it's not hard to find. They actually weren't very far from Shea Stadium, and you see him, by this point, you're conscious, kind of laying in the middle of the road. Oh my gosh, Positronic Man, are you okay? Um, I'm going to do CPR on him. <laughs> He's, con- <laughs> He's conscious. <laughs> Also, he's a robot. Rebooting, rebooting. (laughs) (laughs) Truck. must find the truck. It has the missile and red menace. Right. Can you describe this truck? I describe it in excruciating detail. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Y'all take off. And yeah, it's pretty conspicuous because even though you dismantled the thing, it still has the warhead poking out the top of the truck. (laughs) As you are approaching the truck, you see that the Red Menace has a robot henchman driving the truck, and he's messing with the warhead in the back. He sees you about the same time you see him. Halt, you mindless menace. I am here to thwart you per your request. Are you? 
All right, comrade. We will see. Okay, go get him, Positronic Man. <laughs> you, and he looks at Positronic Man, says, you thought you could dismantle my little pet here? Well, guess what, buddy? <laughs> I know how to wire things, too. The warhead begins to extend further from the top of the truck, and he gets out on top of the truck and starts blasting. Well, we're going to see whether he starts blasting. That's the plan, is he's going to start blasting, but we don't. Let's see. Initiative here. Guile is two. Posi, your guile is three? Correct. All right. Positronic man, you are up. I am going to send mind control to his robot minion to tell him to deactivate the missile. Go ahead and roll your brains plus control. That's a one. He pulls the truck over to the side of the road. <laughs> what are you doing? He gets out, heads around to the back, opens okay. the thing, and looks bewilderedly at it. As much bewilderedly as a robot can look. He looks at you and says, unable to comply. Oh, stupid robot. <laughs> Which is the honest truth of what? <laughs> Red Menace is up next, and he's going to take a blast at you. You being posy. Mm-hmm. He rolled a one, which <laughs> oh god, I'm dead again. <laughs> yeah, goddamn. Wait, how do you only have nine blood? It's three d six, right? Three d six, isn't it? Like three d six plus. Hang on. Oh, it's plus ten. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> so I should have nineteen. That, I'm like, god dang that. <laughs> okay, you are not dead. You, you it would be kind of fun though if he thinks that he did the same thing as last time. <laughs> um, I just. Stagger back from the, was it 10? Yep. Gizmo, you are up. I don't see anything in any of the skills, but is there any mechanic in the game for me to try and help out and provide some healing to my buddy in the fight a quick first aid? Consider I'm, I'm fine. Stop I think him. he just got knocked out. I can give him <laughs> CPR again. I would say that would be brains plus technical knowledge. I'm fine. Stop him. (laughs) Okay, I'll stop him. Villain, prepare for your thwarting. And I'm going to shoot my eye beams straight at his face because I like shooting at people's face. He is defending with something that he did not use last time because he got caught by surprise. And that is his telekinetic shield. Go ahead and roll your shooting. I rolled a two out of four, so I have a margin of two. Okay, he has a two out of five. His margin is three. So, yeah, your blast issues from your eyes, and it a uh, glowing red shield springs up between the two of you, just in time to intercept the sizzling bolt. I just can't see that happening. Okay. That was just a because joke because they were blasting eye-laging. out of your eyes. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> Uh, And he says, surely you see the futility of this. (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) God, this is getting cornea and cornea. (laughs) Uh, Next round. I use my mind control to tell the red man to drop his shield. Ooh. Oh, he rolled a nat one. Well, my margin... Three. Well, since we are running short on time, he drops his shield. I'm going to go check out the one-page companion and see if there's anything about rolling a one in combat, because there's nothing in the main rules about that. It seems like that. I think we ran into this in the other game, too, now that I think of it, in the Blood Island game. That was your action for the round. Mm -hmm. 
but I can still take you. And he blasts at you. I'm going to re-roll that because my hand hit it. Brains and control. No, I think I'm dead. He hasn't hit you yet. Okay, so it's five or under. Yeah, you might be. A natural one. Yeah. I'm down. Okay. All right, Gizmo, you are up. But the Red Menace's shield is down, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. I hope you're a good pupil because I'm going to teach you a lesson and I I beam at him again. Okay. Uh, He'll roll athletics to evade from on top of the truck. I got the same two out of four, so I'm merging two again. He got a four, so he failed anyway. So that's ten. And he's... Oh! And we're in a new round, but since Posse is out, he's going to blast. You you guys are basically having a shootout as the truck (laughs) speeds along. He rolled a natural one. His blast does 10 damage. So your armor barely absorbs it. It is now your action. Well, I thought the robot pulled the truck over when it went to... Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, he did. But once he realized he didn't know how to... He got back in and started driving again. He is a stupid robot. That actually would be very in character. Okay, that's cool. I just want to make sure I know. I kind of like, I'll admit, I fell asleep at the wheel there, but I like the idea of you flying along and him driving along and you're blasting at each other as you hurtle down the road at high speed. I actually like that as well. And so, therefore, I am going to blast at his tires. Oh! Well, the car's not going to defend, so, well, the robot could try to defend, but he's stupid. Does he have a piloting skill? It would be under, I believe, Guile. Yes. He's got one in Guile, so Ah. technically he... I would say he has a two piloting. He rolled a five, so it doesn't do him any good anyway. Um, I rolled a three out of four. Okay, so you hit tires. The tires (laughs) explode. The truck skids to a stop. Let's see if the truck even might not even be able to stay upright since... Okay, it does manage to stay upright, but it does skid to a stop, and the Red Menace is like, What? Are you serious? How am we going to get to Washington, D.C. now? Damn you, honey! Get thrown from the truck as it stops? Uh, yes, he does get thrown from the truck as it stops, and he's saying this from the floor, <laughs> from the ground. From his position on the ground, he feebly fires a blast at you, which... Misses because you're way up there in the air and he's down on the ground. And even if it hit you, it wouldn't do anything anyway because of your armor. Well, you may not be able to make it to Washington, D.C., but I can get you to a nice prison in the middle of New Mexico. Oh! Book him, Posse. I'm a smoking... <laughs> Posse, is, <laughs> Posse is off where you guys left uh, him. Fine. Good help is so hard to build. I'll book it myself. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to fly down the train, capture the villain. Okay. Uh, you capture him. He blasts a couple times at you, but it's futile because the energy just bounces off your armor, and it's more like he's just... <laughs> <laughs> this is not the end. I'll escape and thwart you next time, you, you Cossacks. Wait, that's not right. I'm Russian. <laughs> well, you know what you are. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? Ah! Can I, like, give Positronic Man a jump start or something? I mean, um, I can carry more than one passenger, actually. I can carry him back. Yeah, you carry them both back. 
he is completely spent. He has no fight left in him at all because he knows that nothing he has is going to hurt you. You fly them back and you are hailed as national heroes and can bask in the praise and media attention. Yes. Attention. And that, such as it is, <laughs> is the end of The Dead and Red. Nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was uh, fun. It was interesting. That bugs me. That it's funny. Some of these design choices you don't. I didn't even notice when I was reading it over that there's really, if you have the minimum armor, you're pretty much able to. Uh, that, that, that's kind of a design flaw. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I could be mind control, right? But I mean, he didn't give the robots. Don't even have decent dodging. They don't have any that's, athletic yeah. skill. It does bug me that I don't know whether you're supposed to treat a one in combat because it doesn't specify only in non-combat. It just says a one is always a success and a six is always a failure. So to me, that means if you roll a one and you're shooting at someone, uh, you hit them regardless of whether they evade. But 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 if they roll a one to evade, that's a success. Right. So, (laughs) well, yeah. And if that happened, then it would just be a stalemate, I would say. Well, it did happen. Twice it happened. Okay, then I was bad, and I should have made that a stalemate. So I, <laughs> I apologize if anyone wound up dead because of that. No, I think it worked out well because I think when it happened the first time, you ruled that the one that the robots rolled overruled the dodge roll, and then the second time you ruled the other way. So it worked out. It balanced. Yep. Okay. Well, still, I would like official wording on that in the rules. So that we're not having to be like, wait, what? Because huh? I, I flipped, as we just discussed, because I wasn't sure which way that should be. I should have just stuck to one ruling, but it just didn't. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's all good. So it's all fine. But there it was. You told a good story. We all had fun. Yes. I just think it's funny because the scenario is like, and if they're going to catch that thing, unless they have flying capability, somebody's going to have to commandeer the vehicle and chase him through the city. And I'm like, no, (laughs) just teleport to the back of the damn truck. And this is why superhero games bug me because you cannot account for everybody's powers when you're designing things. And it's just like, ah, but uh, I don't like scenarios that have things like this will happen. Yeah. No, that's not. You say he's going to try to do this. Yeah. This will happen. Yeah. (laughs) Any scenario that says this will happen, that's a bad scenario. Well, Icons has a nice way around that, I think, which is if you want something to happen uh, like that, you give the players determination points because that's kind of the fate point equivalent in Icons. And I don't mind that as much because at least then the player, if you're going to take charge of the narrative like that, at least the players get rewarded for it in some way that'll affect their characters later on. But in this, they don't have anything like that. And it's just like, just let the bomb get stolen. It's like, yeah, why? <laughs> and he makes it sound like the robots are going to be super easy to defeat. But when you guys' case, it was kind of a stalemate because their armor made everything you guys had to offer nearly useless. I mean, you could do two points of damage at a time. Each one of those things had 13 blood. Wow. Yeah. And then... Red Menace had 25, but I mean, that worked out pretty well. That's why I thought I better get some. I mean, it does say in the middle of the New York battle, you can have fun with a city thing where they're thrown into walls. And I'm thinking there are no real rules. That was kind of where it hit me because I like there's no rules. 
to determine whether somebody gets thrown into a wall. And I thought, okay, that must be just player or GM fiat then. But again, it would be nice to have something said. I don't know. I guess my thing is I respect the fact they're trying to make all the rules fit on one page, but sometimes you need more for a reason. It's funny. I almost threw the one robot into the wall, but then at the last minute they changed my mind and decided the lamppost. Well, that worked well too. And I think I'm learning something about these games, like one dice. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. The one dice games, they've got like one dice movies, one dice cybers, one or cyberpunk, one dice superhero. We tried playing that once it didn't get podcasted because we had one session and then we never got back to it. And the adventure kind of just ended in like a cliffhanger. But I noticed in that game too, when you have such very light rules, you sort of have to take a lot as red when you're rolling for things like instead of just punching someone, I can add a lot of embellishment to that, or the player can add a lot of embellishment to that as long as the end result, you know, we find out mechanically, okay, they suffered this many points of damage. We can do a lot of stuff for flavor, Mm -hmm. you know, like throwing them into walls and stuff like that, where it can be, it's hard though, because I'm so used to games that regulate stuff like that mechanically. Even icons does that where they have your slams and stuns. And in this one, it's just like, oh, if you want to throw them through a wall, throw them through a wall. Just know that the amount of blood that's taken is this. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's good for what we needed it for. I wish he had made the robots a little more powerful. Just um, when you're going to make, if you're going to make the minimum amount of armor absorb 10 points and the robots only do eight points of damage, something's wrong there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's minimum amount. And there are plenty of other ways to have armor besides the power suit. So. Yeah, but we had fun. Oh, I was going to say, I would play it again. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I think I would too. I just know now more what I'm needing to compensate for and stuff like that. <laughs> I need to go to bed. Yep. Yes, you oh, do. Yeah. All right. Well, good night, you guys. Thanks for playing. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care. And there you have it. That was Better Dead Than Red, a 1PG system scenario from the game Hero Force. Hope you enjoyed it. We sure did, even with our little hiccups here and there. Most of what I wanted to say in these closing remarks got covered in our post-game discussion, but I do want to reiterate that despite any of the aforementioned hiccups in the scenario, I gotta hand it to Deep 7 Press. They gave us exactly what they promised on the tin, which was a very fun evening of gaming. This was an impromptu one-shot. It wasn't like I spent days prepping for this. I think Minissa couldn't be with us that night, and it was kind of sudden, so I just went, oh, crap, what am I going to run? What am I going to run? Ah, ha-ha, I remember we have this. And so we did it, and it gave us a great time. We had laughs, we had drama, we kicked some villain butts. It was great. So, despite my grumblings and complainings about certain aspects and how things might have been less railroady or whatever, at the end of the day, it all worked out. And we had fun. And that's why I posted this, ultimately. Because I wanted to show that even when things aren't necessarily as perfect as you would want them to be in a game, or in a scenario, or in a character. If you have fun at the end of the day, everything else 
is negotiable. I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt, sell it, or wear it, or both. <laughs> anyway, until next time, this is Blind Geek, thanking you so much for listening to Monkeys Took My Jetpack, hanging with us all this time, and reminding you, as always, that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You gotta keep it fired up. And always, let it soar. I'm trying something. I'm going to see what happens. Ooh, it's playing. I don't know if I can help you guys, but I got musical accompaniment. By God. Nice. Let's see. I don't know how to share it. Just have to hum it for us. It's the Avengers soundtrack. I can't remember how to resolve ties, so we're going to roll an opposed six-sider, and whoever... There. I got a two. Well, so did I, so we're rolling again. (laughs) I got a one. So did I. So we're rolling again. (laughs) I got a six. Okay, I got a two. So, all right. Okay. Damn, geez. All right. (laughs) Maybe you do use shooting because you're... uh, Come on, damn it. Where does it say... Additionally, the power categories listed below are open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Powers, yes, yes. Mental. We don't care. Gadget here. Here we go. Okay. These are men and women of science, or those who have a lot of money, who use their understanding and yada, yada, yada. How do you test for the goddamn single most important aspect to the gadgeteer is his power armor, a suit with mechanical and electronic mechanisms designed to augment the uh, wearer's abilities when worn. These typically include an skeleton, physical augmentation, and life support for hostiles, and da 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 Targeting systems, transportation mechanisms that would allow the wearer to fly, etc. The AV of your power armor is purchased by spending points from the power level pool, which we did equal to 10, multiplied by the maximum cap of 3 points from the power armor pool. So uh, I don't care, I got the damn math. Where do I find out how you, and if we can't find it in this little block, I'm just going to say, screw it, use your shooting. Like Universal Powers, <laughs> you and your ref should get together on telling me to go fuck off. Remembering to weigh their perspective power levels with associated benefits. Gadgeteers may not choose powers from the universal category. And then, of course, we are on to superpowers list. So, you know what? Shoot! Fair enough. God dang. <laughs> just want to make sure there's nothing. Uh, armor. Pretty sure you just subtract. doesn't go down or anything. Let's get Damage subtract the AB in the appropriate. Oh, that's why you do... Well, no, it doesn't matter because they can't hurt you. You have power armor 10. They only do nine damage on their fucking... Okay. All right. We are in the next round. Wait, don't they get a turn? They just did. They all shot at you. Oh, that's right. (laughs) See, it's so useless that you didn't even really notice. You were... (laughs) 
I, well, no, I just... What about the dozens that were... Oh. On the ones that um, well, yeah, that's true. We didn't talk about what's going on in Posse's neck of the woods. The army is understandably worried. General... Should have written his name down. Uh, General Huzitz is on... The, <laughs> Team Liberty, you've got to stop. Find this this warhead. One of them had a natural one, so he had a natural one. Yeah. Don't you get to eat their brains on a natural one? <laughs> oh. Despondent and frustrated, you head back to Eagle Point headquarters. And who should call you but General Kramer? Is that the and same general? It is. I just can't remember his damn okay. name. So he's General Kramer now. Just to make things interesting, we'll roll to see whether the robots or Gizmo go. Sure. I got a four. I got a six. Okay, so this time it is... The same as last, isn't it? Oh, now it's Posse, the robots, and you. Why Why the robots? They got a six. Because we were rolling high for a, to break the tie. I wasn't rolling against the stat. Oh, right. That makes sense. Never mind. He's got a might of two and armor of eight. So he's got no friggin' skills to... <sighs> It doesn't even say what to do when you have no applicable skill. I'm assuming you just roll against the attribute without adding anything to it. That would be my guess, but it would only be a guess. Yeah. Uh, You're the expert on the system. I don't even get a description. No, we just hijacked that because your scenario is dumb. (laughs) You don't... This is why, as much as I like superhero stuff, I really have a problem with superhero gaming because... The dude designed the game, and he doesn't take into account teleporting capability. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, the Red Menace, who has no description whatsoever, uh, <laughs> turns and says, What the hell? Okay. And, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not doing this. I, I have a way I could make this work, but it's redundant, it's stupid, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> I was going to have... Yeah, so the, the city thanks you, and everything is... You are... You are... Um, we cut, for we cut to the scene where he... Uh, well, so what? So, so then uh, Gizmo, like, defeats these robots, comes looking for me, finds the truck, and takes out uh, Red oh, Menace. That's, oh, that's true. We could do that, yeah. Um, yeah, this is why this, I, this is why I, 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 I question my game-mastering ability, because I should have thought of that. Um, but yes, you see the truck, and... They didn't. Okay. Well, that was an important detail that I forgot. <laughs> um, How come I didn't get to surprise him? Because he was already... <laughs> well, also because I shouted at him. Yeah, that day. Yeah. <laughs> you told him you were here to thwart him. <laughs> you were here to thwart him. <laughs> I know, but I never get to surprise anybody. Oh, wow. He's using the... I never get to do it. 